Live from Orlando, Florida, you're listening to the Orlando Magic HQ podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Orlando Magic HQ podcast brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We're your host, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is Friday, February 17th. We are post-Valentine's Day. We are post uh, uh, the last game where we're, we're going to have this stretch of like almost a week. It feels like a week and a half of zero Orlando Magic basketball as we head into All-Star Weekend. And uh, man, we're going to have some representation in All-Star Weekend. Maybe not in the All-Star game like we would hope. Unfortunately, uh, Paolo did not make that, which which is still surprising to me, man. I thought we we really had a shot to get to get a rookie in there, get Paolo in there, but that didn't happen. Um, but man, we got Franz, we got Paolo representing um, in the Rising Star Challenge. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Paolo also going to be in a uh, part of that Skills Challenge, which is um, dope, man, because you know Nicola went in there, represented the Orlando Magic in the past, and did really well. So I'm expecting really big things from from Paulo. So we're going to talk about that. Um, and then the Magic made some moves, man, and and we lost some players, and we we got a chance to see um, kind of what their their future looks like. So we'll we'll touch base on those things. But before we get into it, um, man, did you did you get a chance? Yeah, I, I posted I posted this on Twitter because I really wanted to know, man. I, I think this is a great way to kind of start this episode off. But um, did you need an excuse from your significant other to be able to watch the Orlando Magic play on Valentine's Day? Like, did you get a pass? Did she watch it with you? Like, what was what was that like? So I saw you tweeted that, and later in the day, I saw it, and, and I replied to you. Now, nah, man, it's a tradition. Like, whenever the Magic play that day, I've, I've been blessed. And if you've listened to the podcast for years, you I've talked about this. I'm blessed, man. My wife truly respects the fandom and, and the fact that, hey, like, she knows I take it so seriously. Um, she goes to every game with me. She watches the games when they play on the road. Not always. She'll be on her phone a lot of times when they play on the road. But, <laughs> like, Valentine's Day, she kind of knew already. So, as I tweeted to you, I just ordered dinner flowers were sent to her before i never do a valentine's day i always said that either before or after um but yeah man we had a, a nice evening we didn't have to like i didn't have to ask for it or like make an excuse she kind of knew uh we had a great time unfortunately we lost against the raptors that game so she wasn't really happy about the outcome um she's picked up all this like bad refereeing that we're seeing lately against the magic so she kept just shouting at the tv upset at some of the calls that we got in that game um, but no, man, for me, really simple. Like, again, had dinner ready. We had our celebration prior to, as you guys know, I was on vacation a few weeks back. Part of that was celebrating our anniversary, Valentine's Day, kind of all into one. So um, I kind of did it early, I guess. It's, it's the right response. But what about you? I, I'm intrigued by you. Listen, I'm I'm truly blessed as well. Just not just not watching the, the Orlando Magic play on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I had to take a day off, man. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I stress my wife out with all this Orlando Magic stuff that that I do. It's it's a little intense and a lot harder, definitely now with with two kids. So she she supports mm-hmm. me a lot in, in that regards. But on Valentine's Day, my gift to her on Valentine's Day was giving her all my intention, zero Orlando Magic basketball, like nothing. 
and it took literally everything in my in my soul in my bones to like not even look at the score not get the notifications because my, my phone is hooked up bro like it's it's any anything that happens virally posts like notifications like during a magic game man i'll, I'll probably get like over a hundred plus notifications of, mm-hmm. of things happening right so um it, it i had to put my phone like far away from me so I, I i just completely forget that a game is is even happening um but you know i saw i saw some people you know they were they were struggling with it also you know what i mean yep. and just to kind of read some of some of the comments that, <laughs> that that we have here our guy yadi from uh from our patreon he said first year while dating my wife, I was honest and told her I'm not a big fan of Valentine's Day. And the rest is history. As long as I cook a nice meal, chocolate, and flowers, I am good. Nice. Someone else said, um, this is Sandy Bancaro, who said, um, thanks for the reminder. Damn it, didn't think this through whatsoever. Completely forgot. Isn't isn't Valentine's Day, doesn't it normally land on, like, All-Star Weekend? Like, for the this most time, part. I feel like it landed way before. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. I always felt like it. It was always like all-star game. Somehow it just landed. You know what threw it off was that they started doing trade that line before all-star weekend. So it used to be after all-star weekend, the trade that line. So once they made that switch, it kind of delays. Now it pushed it back a little bit. Um, So that's why you're seeing it happen after. But yeah, it used to be mainly on that weekend. Yeah, we got someone else that said, um, didn't even think about the predicament that we have ourselves in tonight. Uh, we have someone else that said, well, man, we're just going to watch the game together. Someone else said that I'm just going to tell her that I have COVID and we're just going to have to <laughs> maintain, maintain distance quarantine, quarantine. Um, someone else said, uh, Bally's and chill, which is kind of funny. I, I didn't, I don't, did we add that in our agenda for today? Bally sports? We didn't, but we should definitely talk about it. Okay. So we'll, we'll talk about that now. That's a, that's a great transition until we get Bally sports, man. Um, so if you didn't see, they're they're going bankrupt. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I haven't done too much research, but um, it, it doesn't sound good, folks. Like it, it doesn't it doesn't at all. So um, I'm assuming I'm assuming I'm hoping that they're just going to let this the rest of the season kind of play out. They're not going to pay a couple bills a couple times, but they are filing for bankruptcy. And um, man, it's 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 bittersweet for for two reasons. Right. The first one, I really hope that doesn't impact our guys, right? Dante and and, and the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it should because they were with Fox Sports Florida and then transitioned into Bally. So I'm sure that they would just land with whatever's next. Um, the second part, man, good good for them because like paying 20, 20 bucks a month on for just streaming was absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was a ridiculous price. I wasn't happy that I was paying for it. Um, and, and the fact that they went away from like streaming altogether, like life was beautiful when, you know, you're watching Hulu live or watching YouTube live or excuse me, YouTube TV, and you're able to watch a magic game through your, your streaming service. And the mm-hmm. fact that they went away from that is kind of a, kind of a pain in the ass because it was a time frame where before, like last season, they added the streaming. I, I think they added it like super late, right? Yeah. But before you had to have, you know, Spectrum or or AT&T, DirecTV, whatever it was like you had to have like an actual cable service. And dude, it's 2023. Like who really do you have cable? I don't. Who has cable anymore? Where everyone is in in the business of cutting the cord, right? Yep. Everyone's all about streaming, streaming, streaming. 
and it, it was it was i'll be honest with you the the whole valley sports um era of of orlando magic basketball i'm, I'm not i'm not gonna miss I'm not gonna it was it. a bad experience, man. And I think yeah, they have to just evolve. Whoever buys them out, whoever acquires them, whatever they decide to do, it's going to be a more innovative company and they have to figure something out. Because to your point, I would gladly pay for it if it's streaming at a decent price. What is it, 25 bucks a month now? The the Bally Sports Plus, whatever it is. Like, come on, man. Like, really? Like, that's yeah, and, half and of it, what you would and pay. It comes, to... and, it, and it came with, like, um, I wasn't sure if it was the Tampa Bay Lightnings or, or the yeah. baseball. I don't watch none of that. Hey, yeah. listen, I, I am all about my basketball and my magic. I said, I don't have time for all the other sports. Like, I, I am focused on one lane. So the fact that I'm paying, like, extra for all these other things, I, I, I wasn't happy about it. Yeah. The, the, good thing, the thing is, they got to figure it out. It, it, this going to happen, you know, in the next 30 days. It hopefully happens at the end of the season. And, I mean, we're only, what, two months away from the season ending. After that is the playoffs. And ESPN, TNT, they carry the games. But uh, if it happens before then, it's kind of like, all right, what happens now? Because we got two months left of basketball. Like, you cannot just simply stop showing the games. Um, but hopefully the NBA gets involved, too. They got to figure something out. This it feels outdated to me, the way they've been doing it. I mean, truthfully, I would love a world where we were able to, to get, like, I, I would pay for the league pass mm -hmm. if I'm able to watch the Magic as well. Exactly. And, if, and if it's, like, locally... Like allow me to be able to watch my my team, my my announcers, my reporters. Uh, allow me to do that. Like I, I I get the reasons why because they have the contracts and the money, and I mm -hmm. get all that. But as a consumer, like that that would that would have been amazing. That would that would be ideal. Yeah, and you know NBA League Pass has like this option where you can buy. I think it's like five teams, one team, or the whole league. Imagine being able to buy the Magic only if you're a Magic fan that just yeah. wants to watch the Magic and charge me a, a good penny for it. It's okay if I'm gonna get all the games. I can listen to Jeff and, and, and the local crew. I'm okay paying a little bit extra money, but just give me what I want to get. But they got to figure out the whole like regional TV contracts and all that kind of stuff. Um, but hopefully it's a good opportunity now to make that happen because Fox Sports went away, Bally's went away. Like who's next? Who, who can acquire them now and be like this? I, I don't know. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, we'll, we'll end up finding out exactly what – what that all means, but again, I, I hope that our our guys are good and we don't get any adjustments on on that end. But kind of moving moving along towards this this All Star Weekend, um, man, All Star Weekend is always a fun time just because there's a lot of different things going on. You got the NBA Skills Challenge, you got the three point contest, uh, the NBA Slam Dunk contest, you got All Star Game, and and one of the things I love about the NBA is that they're always trying to they tinker with it. Right. They they always try to make things uh, fresh and, and new and and they listen to the fan base and, and really try to make adjustments. Like one of the adjustments that they made this year that I really like is, um, you know, the the draft for the All-Star game. Like once yep. they start selecting their team, they're doing it the day of and not like a couple of days before. And and, you know, man, Waj and, and, and or excuse me, Wooj and Sam's, they're, they're always kind of messing things up in advance. And now it's almost impossible to do that, which is which is cool, but kind of talking about the skills challenge, um, Paolo Bancaro representing the magic. And it's cool because if you didn't see they're they're breaking it up into, into three teams from what it looks like. So you got team Antetokounmpo. I still mess up that last name. I still can't get it right. But you got team Giannis, right? That consists of him and his two brothers. <clears throat> you got team jazz, Jordan Clarkson, Walker Kessler, Colin Sexton, they got team rookies. You got Paolo Bancaro, Jaden Ivey, and Jabari Smith Jr. Hey, Interesting. Look, look at that. Look at that. Jabari and Paolo. 
good friends. Interesting, huh? So um, it's going to be fun, man. I'm definitely um, rooting for the rookies. I, I want Paula to go out there and, and and showcase what he's able to do, man. One of, one of the the traits that you love about Paolo so much is that he's a he's a Swiss Army knife. He's he's can do everything, playmaking. Shooting could be a little bit better. Rebounding could be a little bit better, but hopefully <laughs> there's no rebounding in the skills challenge. Um, but man, I, I'm I'm expecting for the rookies to go out there and put in work. Yeah, I mean they got a good chance. Um, I don't know if it's. I just read before we we went live here. Ivy, I think, might not be playing in All Star Weekend. I, I could be wrong on this, but I mm. don't know who's replacing him in that scenario. But I still like Paolo, man. Paolo's a guy that can kind of do it all out there. He can pass. He can he can move pretty fast on the court. So I like his chances as a rookie out there showcasing his skills. Um, and of course, tomorrow uh, tonight, you know, in the um, with France playing in the in the in the game tonight, that should be a lot of fun. If we see Paolo in France put on a show, my biggest concern was uh, some Rockets players were going to be teammates with France. And I'm like, they don't pass the ball, so France is going to be screwed. <laughs> a couple of them are not playing now. I think one of them is Jalen Green. Um, so if that's, if that's the right. case, I like France's chances to put on a nice show there for, for the fans. Yeah, man. The fact that they were the the first two picks as well, just, um, yeah. you know, it, screen, it screams what, what everyone in the fan base like already knows like fan base we know that they would have been the first two picks but the fact that it's now like echoing outside of our walls it's huge um, is it's great because that's that's acknowledgement man it's it's magic got the two youngest dopest freshest youngins on on the team and and you know it's they they deserve that type of recognition they sure do so it'll be fun man i just hope they put on a show paulo should definitely put on a show i'm not i'm not gonna be uh, too surprised. It's a game where it's just up and down, dunking and, and showing case, showcasing your skills. Um, so I expect Paolo to do a good job. France, a little more technical, a little more three-point shooting, more. <laughs> yeah. He plays more um, basketball the right way, I guess. And it's like kind yeah. of the, the, the setting for him. But I think they'll do well. Dude, I, I want one of them to take home the, the MVP. That's I what know. I want. Like, like somebody. Awesome. Like, let's, let's push it. If we're going to do it, man, let's maximize our opportunity right. here right yeah let's let's get let's get all the limelights on them so it, it's gonna it's gonna be fun man and and we saw a clip of of them already kind of teasing each other about who's gonna end up winning so that was that was definitely a lot of fun um and truthfully man this this team needs to break like now is kind of like all right you have this week everyone gets to relax except paulo and franz and it allows for us to be able to reboot and i i think that if if anybody really needs to kind of like chill out and, and have a little fun, it's it's definitely those two because they're they're definitely carrying a, a heavy load. And truthfully, man, they there's they've been on a little slump. So it's um I, I hope that this time away from from the grind uh, allows them to be able to reset and and kind of get back to that that really good basketball that they were playing um, before they got into the slump. Especially Powell, man, because there there was a moment where we were kind of you know, kind of scared, like, <clears throat> dude, if he keeps having these these bad games collectively, like we we don't want Benedict to to come out of nowhere and, and take away his his rookie of the year reigns, which I think that it's already been too far along. Like it's already yeah. been stapled. Like it's already too late, in my opinion, to catch up to Paolo um in the in, in the Roy race. But um yeah man, I think this break is gonna be great. Cole Anthony, he's already like on vacation somewhere in, in paradise. Um, so it's going to be good for the whole entire team to kind of reset. 
Yeah, man, they need it. And to your point, I miss the days when I turned into the TV watching a game or went to a game and Palo or France were short 20 points each night. Like that, that stretch in January where yep. any given game, you would get 25, 26 from France, 20 to 28 from Paulo. Like that was special, man. That's when really I started feeling like, man, like we we got our dudes. We got this guy that are going to carry us for years to come. And then expectedly, Paulo, you know, he's a rookie. He's already game was 58, 59. It, it's getting to him. This is the most basketball he's played consecutively, competitively in his career. Yep. And then you got France who played Eurobasket, played last year. Now he's playing right after playing here in the season. It's a lot of That's basketball, that. man. So these dudes need the break. I hope they go to Utah, have a good time on Friday and Saturday night. And hopefully from Sunday to Wednesday, they can kind of chill, lay back and, and go somewhere fun. Um, but we need them back, man. And you can tell their legs are just gone, man. Everything they're shooting is short. Um, they seem to be forcing things a little bit. Um, now, the good thing is if they come back and they can find their rhythm, you got Markel playing his best basketball. Wendell's playing really solid lately. He's a rebound a little better, but otherwise playing well. Um, Cole was playing really well. Jalen Suck was playing really well. So you talk about the final 23 games and finding that magical run to make the playoffs, hopefully, which we did back in 2019. Can we do it again? I think it's a good chance, man, that they're playing really good basketball individually. If they can combine it now with Paulo and Franz also playing good, it's going to be a really, really fun stretch. Yeah, it's uh, again we we said it all the time, man. Like we're not we're not your average, you know, bottom of the barrel team. Like I, our our record does not reflect our level of playing. If I'm if we if we can find a way to sneak into that play-in, these teams are not going to want to see us just because they know that it's a little it's a little bit of of, uh, of an unfair advantage in the sense of like you know that you know our, our record is and our our place is where it is because of injuries because of youth because of all these things and you give us a whole entire season to to load up and and get healthy and and allow this game to slow down for these players and and learn how to play together which is the biggest thing the cohesiveness it's going to be a problem for these teams man so i i really i really hope that these last these last bit of games that we have left man they they're going to be crucial and and I mean since since our last um, recording that we had, man, we we went down one and two with a loss against Miami. Man, the officiating in that game, <sighs> it's probably it was probably the worst of the season. If I'm being 100 percent honest, it, it was by far. It was bad. Like it was bad. It's like up you, there with Utah. Like I don't know if you remember that game against Utah that we played. Yeah, that's right. That one and this one, but this one was I think even worse because it was at home. And bro, we had all the momentum in that game. All the momentum, and it felt like in the last four minutes they took it all away. It was like, no, you, you can't lead by six. No, you can't be up by two. It was just one thing after the other, and it's the first time ever I go to Amway where I feel like collectively the entire crowd kept complaining about the refs. Usually it's me as a diehard fan. I'm talking about it. I'm yelling. Yeah. No, no, no. Like everyone that was wearing blue and was a Magic fan was saying it. Like this is embarrassing. And man, there were some. I mean, I don't even have the words for it. It was just ridiculous. Some of the calls that we got, you think about the, the foul against uh, Jalen Suggs. Uh, where was it? Uh, Adebayo went for a layup, did not touch Suggs. So this should have been an offensive foul. He, he went around him, offensive foul. You got Markel going for it. I'm sorry, defensive foul. Then you got Markel going with the game on the line, makes the layup, gets fouled. Nope, guess what? Offensive foul. It was just one thing after the other, man. It was one of the worst things I've ever witnessed. And the sad part is, you win that game, that game against the Raptors that you lost, 
it's okay because you won the la- two out of the, the last three. You're fine. You may be three games behind. But because of that loss, we're now four games behind after we lost to the Raptors uh, on that crucial game on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, man, it was just a really, really tough way to leave Amway that night and come home and say, it's okay, we got the next one. No, no, no. This felt like we got robbed. And I tweeted about it. Like, I really have never left a game so upset. Like, it was, and I was the only one saying that on Twitter. Multiple, even Dante tweeted that saying, yeah, that was rough. Yeah, you're not, you're not blaming it. You're not blaming on the team. Yeah, Coach Moss no. isn't perfect, but you're, you're really pointing the finger at, at the, the, the officials, man. It, it was tough. And, you know, in, in our spaces, um, post game, and I'm glad that somebody said it. I can't remember who it was, but, you know, we, we were hearing post game, like, man, we, we have to get to a point where, you know, where we, we, get the respected calls and it's like dude man it's not it's not about that man it's not about mm-hmm. you being an all-star it's not about your reputation it's not about any of that man it's it's about officiating the game right and uh the the person that said it made a great point man it's not it's not like that anywhere man any other sport is only like that in in basketball and i feel like a lot of that has to do with um and maybe not particularly in this game but in my opinion, man, you you get you get these referees that you know they treat they treat these players like celebrities, which I mean they they are like um, the the viral clip of the referee that's having a conversation with Michael Jordan that in his Wizards uniform and he's talking to him all buddy buddy like, oh man, I, I thought you found him, I thought you found him. If you didn't find him, you didn't found him. I believe you, I believe you, Michael. If you say you didn't do it, I believe it. Like little stuff like that, you know what I mean? So it's it's like. It's like I, I I wish it was a, a different alternative. It it is it is what it is. This is where we're at. Uh, a game that you know the the Magic played very well in. Uh, felt as if they were dominating at a certain point. We kind of lost at the end. Lost the game in overtime. Um, so definitely a tough tough loss. We were able to bounce back, which was great against the Chicago Bulls. Chicago yep. Bulls is a team that we want them to lose, just not too much. But I think they're at the point where. You know, you, even if they kind of like slide down even more, we're we're gonna be fine with with that pick. Fingers crossed. I'm not trying to jinx it, but um, those are my feelings. And then the loss against the Raptors, man, that was a game on on Valentine's Day. It was a game that Jonathan Isaac was out, Cole Anthony was out. Really major pieces to our second unit. No Terrence Ross, no Mo Bamba. <clears throat> so it makes it it makes it really really depleted of our second unit to really perform where we need them to perform. Yeah, and you talk about the Bulls. They're actually, we're recording this on Thursday night. They're actually getting spanked again by tonight the by the Bucks. So they're going to be losing, what, their third, fourth game in a row? We're only going to be two games behind them in the standings, to your point. We don't want them to lose too much, but I kind of like keeping them up close. That way we get hopefully yeah. the fifth and maybe the sixth or seventh pick. That's going to be, be wild if that happens. It would be bad. Um, but to your point, man, I got three games in mind right away when I talk about refs. And I think about, hey, we're four games behind. I think back to the Utah game that we talked about earlier. Miami, remember that that foul against Paolo against uh, Dejounte Murray, right at yes. the end. Yes. Those are three three games that if some way somehow you you find a way to win those games, and yeah, you can blame it on the fact that maybe we didn't rebound well, we didn't whatever. But refs play a major role, and and I'm the biggest guy to say, you know what, you can't blame it all on the refs. I, I I always say that, but man, you get those three games properly officiated, and the Magic might only be a game behind right now. Of a playing spot, just think about that. Um, but it is what it is, man. We can't change the past. But I will say it again: that game against the Heat, by far, 
by far one of the worst officiating games I've ever seen in my life. Hopefully things get better, but we know they won't because we've already known that we get the worst refs to call the Magic games because we're one of the youngest teams in the league. But to your point, man, there's, there should not be a point in a game where, oh, a foul is called against Trey Young because he's Trey Young, but he won't get called against Markel because he's coming off an injury. He, can, he, can, he needs to earn the respect of the ref. That's BS, man. If you get fouled, you get fouled, you call it. Um, but either way, let me ask you this. As of today, we're four games back of the Raptors and the Wizards heading into All-Star break. Where's your head at as a Magic fan? Like, Are you still pushing that, hey, we got to come back strong, win 18 out of the last 23 and make this crazy playoff run? Or are you more of the mindset of, hey, man, let it play out? I don't want to tank, but if we end up having the fifth best odds, I'm happy with that heading into the lottery. Where's your head at with 23 games left and really a month and a half of basketball left? Dude, it's it's full blown, full throttle, pedal to the metal, uh, playing, man, and and that's one yeah. of the things that I do like. What I'm hearing, like during these post games, especially during these tough losses, is that you know it's the same message, which is you know every game counts, and we're we're talking playing. Like we're at the point that we've we're all collectively on the same page. We're not tanking. Nobody is talking about tanking. The fan base is done talking about tanking. You maybe have like those one or two, you know, stragglers that are kind of like, oh man, well, well, what a waste of a season. We should have been taking this whole entire time. Yeah, goodbye. Mm -hmm. Like we're we're really we're at the point where okay, if we didn't make the play-in tournament, right? The fact that we're in the hunt, the fact that we're fighting, the fact that we're treating every game as a must-win, um, at the very least, we're at a, a space where we're playing meaningful basketball. Every game matters, right? We're, we're, we've won more games this season than we did last season. So we know that we have growth. You, you can credit it to Paolo. You can credit it to, <clears throat> to the development of, of Franz Wagner. And you can credit it to us being healthy uh, in the beginning of the season. What, what did I say? I said in order for us to be able to be serious about the plan, a lot of things have to go right. A lot of things have to go right. I'm starting to feel like a lot of those things are going right. We got Jonathan Isaac back. He's playing a little more minutes, you know, as the as the game goes by. Um, you know, where we've seen great stretches from Paolo, from Franz. Cole Anthony is finally out of his little little funk that he was in. So now our second unit, there, there, there's points where they're saving the first, the starting five. Like they're yep. they're balling out for us and they're they're working. Jalen Suggs, my God, Jalen Suggs, my boy. Jalen Suggs is a baller, bro. Like for all his offensive deficiencies that 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 everyone complains about, he makes up for it defensively. And it is it is so fun to watch because my mm -hmm. man. Is is and I'm not saying that because he he's a he's from Gonzaga. My man is a dog, and I and I love it about him. His offensive game is is going to come around, and even the last couple games, man, we we saw like his his Toronto. I, I saw the stats, man. The he he came around, you know, offensively. If we can see get that consistency, dude, it, it's it's at the point where I even think to myself, I'm like. You know, maybe, maybe Gary Harris shouldn't be starting at the two. Maybe, maybe it's time for us to put Jalen Suggs back into the starting lineup, just because he brings that that level of of intensities that that is just it's just sick, man. And and watching him and Jonathan Isaac like just just get in their defensive stance and and lock these dudes up, man. Like I I look forward like offense like 
naturally for basketball, right? As as a fan, you know, you you look more forward to watching your team operate on, on the offensive side. But they just make it so much fun to watch on, on the on the other end. And I I believe it motivates everyone else to kind of for level sure. up their their defense. But man, it's 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 been good, man. So it's it's playing, bro. It's it's full, full playing. You do what you can. I like where we're at. I like some of the players <clears throat> in the draft from from the five to ten, twelve range. Mm-hmm. You know, I know everybody wants Wemby. Everyone wants school. Like I get it, but dude, you have a chance to make it into the play-in. You you get confidence with the team. You get momentum. You get development. And at the same time, man, just just because we make the play-in, you're not eliminating our chances of still getting number one, getting number two. Obviously, the the percentage is a lot different, but there's still a great probability. Now, I'll take those odds. What's going on, Magic fans? It's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. All you have to do is download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, you, you could easily jump from 7, 8 to 5 or 4. So it could happen. Um, but I, I'm like you. I, I'm all in and playing tournament. I want to see games matter. I want to see this team play hard and start building that winning culture. Why do I say that? Because some of these dudes that are in this team right now are here for the long haul. Maybe a year or two ago, we didn't know who was going to be here. Is France going to fit in? Is is Markel going to be here for the long run? But now we know. You have a little core kind of developing that you know, hey, those dudes are here. And they're going to stay here for years to come. And we already saw. We, we'll talk about it later. Like, hey, Mobamba's not here anymore. We thought he was part of the core. He's not. Terrence Ross, same thing. RJ Hampton, maybe gone soon too. So the front office already doing their job and saying, hey, we got to consolidate. We got to clean up this roster a little bit. Um, so I want to see these dudes compete because next year that's going to make them better. You got Paolo coming in next year in France, going through this stretch of games where they're playing for something. It's going to make them a lot better next year. And also, good news, even more good news tonight the Wizards are also losing tonight. So we may actually go to sleep tonight, three and a half games back of the play in. So you're just like we were before we lost to Toronto. So it's realistic. We can still make this happen. Um, and then last question for you. We got 24 wins so far this season, 23 games left. What is your realistic number of wins you expect us to get? So 24 so far, 23 games to go. Where do you think we finish wins wise for the rest of the year? Um, I feel confident saying that we'll, we'll be in the thirties, right? Yep. I feel confident. With 24 games, the, the way that we've been playing, I don't have the numbers up of um, how we've how we've been playing the last month, last two months. Um, but our record, from my understanding, from when I saw it, um, you know, it, it was a it was a good, solid record. 
So like, let's say 50% of that, right? You know, you, that's, that's what 12, 12 games. Mm-hmm. So you had 12 to the 24, it's 36. That's not, that's not, that's not bad to be in like that. That's all. a ma- That's a major jump, bro. 36 win is a major jump. Um, so I, and that's going, that's going 50%. So I would say realistically, give me 32, give me 32, 33. I'm not sure if that gets us into the play in, but, um, I, I like, I like that number because it's like, all right, this season it's, it's growth from, from what was it? 22 wins from 22, 22 to 33, right? Major. Now the expectation for next season, right? Is growth. Like it's, it's now thirty is now third season for Franz. It's now Paulo sophomore season. Now it's is is adding the new guys, and then then it's free agency. Like I think people underestimate like how how much of players we're gonna be in free agency. Like from how the Magic are playing, from uh, the the way that people talk about the Orlando Magic now. Like now we're not the laughing stock, right? Practice facility. The practice facility, man. These these people, they they come in and they see. Did you see Terrence Ross's locker? Did you see his <laughs> locker in Phoenix? You got you got nothing little, compared. Little old school, you know, middle school, eighth grade locker <laughs> walking down the hall. Like, dude, our our stuff is impressive, and it's 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 a, a difference maker, right? Because then we talk about you know state taxes and. And all that, like it, it's just financially, it makes sense to play in Florida. So, I, I think that no matter what ends up happening this year, I think that it puts us in a great, great position for for next year. What about you? What, where do you realistically see us being in? I, like you, I think thirty-two is a realistic number. Now, I don't think we're going to go eight and fifteen the rest of the way. I think we're going to end the year strong, especially for healthy. So, I'm going to go with a wild maybe guess here and say we win. 13 and lose 10. So that puts us at 37 wins. May Ooh, not be enough for the play in. That's a great 37 wins is a crazy number, bro. I like think it, it's realistic. It we've been playing the last couple of months. We've been playing at around, I think it was 17 and 12, our record, or something like that. I don't have it in front of me right now. But if you tell me that of the next 23, we have, I think, the 20th most difficult schedule. So not one of the toughest. I can see this team winning again, 13, losing 10. I, I if they stay healthy, they can really make that happen. So 37 wins will be massive. I would be thrilled with 35. Like I'm I'm a huge round numbers guy. 35 wins will be massive. That would be a record of what? 11, uh, what is it? 12 and 11 the rest of the way. I think it's doable. Just play 500 basketball the rest of the way and get to 35. That would be amazing. That way, next year, you shoot for 40 wins, 42, 45, and something in that range. It's doable. Yeah, and you keep it simple, right? You lose a game, you got to bounce back. It's, a, it's as simple as that. Um, and I don't know, man. I, I like I like our odds, man. And it, and it kind of, for a second, it kind of, you it takes you back a bit because you're you're like, dude, in the beginning of the season, you know, Markel was talking about fourth seed. In the beginning of the season, we didn't have Markel. All yep. of a sudden, we get Markel back. We start getting, you know, Jalen Suggs healthy, and and things start to click. And now we're playing really good basketball, even when our two best players are playing terrible basketball. Like Paulo and Franz are are playing like trash, and you still got Markel jumping out of the gym. Like, what is this guy doing? What is he eating? Like, 
all of a sudden he's he's trying to dunk on everybody, which is I'm all here for it. Like I love it. Um, so I I man, it's it's been it's been good, man. It's been fun, and I and I think that you know we're we're on the right track. No matter what ends up happening with our record, um, I think collectively we can all agree that this was a a fun ass season. Yeah, and don't forget if you listen back to our shows back in October, making our predictions for the year. We said it. If we can some way somehow win 30-32, that's a massive jump. It's a 10-game jump from last year. And I think we're there. I think that's a really, really realistic number for us to hit. Um, so don't lose sight of that. If we don't make the play-in, if we whatever, don't lose sight of the fact that we've had an amazing season no matter what. We've been fun to watch. We're having a lot of fun watching this team develop. Um, so, yeah, I think we can do better. We could probably win around 35, in my opinion. But even if we get to just 30, that's still a massive jump from last year. Now, we mentioned already Terrence Ross playing for Phoenix, right? And how weird that kind of looked. He had his first interview um, that was posted today on, on Thursday. And it, it, I'll be honest with you, man. It, it's going to take me a little bit to, to, to realize that he's really a full-blown Suns. Um, and even, even Mo Bamba, bro. We, we saw the highlights of Mo playing for the Lakers. If you didn't see, man, my, my man's wearing number 12, following the footsteps of, of Dwight Howard um in LA and I don't know man <laughs> it's it's going to it's going to be an adjustment um part of me kind of kind of you know as much as we complained uh, about Mobamba at times um you know he he had a really good message man when um uh, when he was leaving and in mm-hmm. in his goodbye to Orlando he talked about you know I, I wish I wish I could have done more I wish I could have been more and and it's kind of like, yeah, man, me, me too, man. Cause this, this story should have been completely different. I don't feel like, you know, we, we, we missed out and right? we, we definitely missed out on what could have been. Um, but, but let me ask you, like when it, when it comes to the adjustments, like how, how much are you looking forward to a life without Terrence Ross and, and Mo Bamba? And I don't mean that in a bad way, but to, to know that, you know, this roster is starting to kind of finalize at least a little bit because we went to a point where his DMPs from Obama, DMPs from Terrence Ross, um, you know, RJ Hampton getting crazy amount of DMPs and, and Kobe price had reported not too long ago that, you know, there, there might be an opportunity where the magic might buy RJ Hampton out. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, we, we talked about it for the trade deadline. It's like, why didn't we get anything back for these guys? And it's like, man, the, the magic always find a way to, 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 do right by these players, man. And, and it's, it's, it's one of those things. And we've, I've, I've said this before, like when it came to Terrence Ross, like buy him out, don't trade him. Like, I don't even want anything back for Terrence Ross. He was a one player that I'm just like, man, I, out of everyone, like dude played seven season with us and it was nothing but love. Like nobody yep. really complained about Terrence Ross, except of maybe the last couple of years where it's kind of like, the energy isn't the same. Like he doesn't feel like it doesn't seem or feel like he wants to be here. Sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. Um, but what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's definitely weird watching the highlights yesterday of Obama with the Lakers. Uh, what wasn't weird is their reaction after a couple <laughs> of seconds. He played like seven Dude. minutes, and I, I just go on Twitter. And I'm like, all right, let me just put here Mobamba and see what comes up. And all these Lakers fans like, man, why are you the three-point line? You're a big dude. Go inside. I'm like, okay. Three fouls already. What are you doing? I'm like, okay. It's going to get old really that's quickly not, in LA, that's man. Not, that's not his game, man. That's not. It's not. They're, they're, they're expecting Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like, that's not 
he ain't no Wilt Chamberlain. Like he's not his game. He's a great shooter. And if you give him that as his only responsibility and you're expecting nothing else, like defensively, he was doing stuff defensively where I'm like, can we, can we have done that every game? Could you have just done that? Hit threes, get blocks consistently. And that, that would be fun. And I don't know. He looked. He looked like he was having fun out there, man. He looked happy. He was having fun. He was also fouling a lot of people. He fouled out. So, <laughs> so that's it's Mobamba exciting, for you. Man. It's it's his first game. Like exactly. what? What are? What is it? What are people expecting? But imagine you also growing up like as a, as a LeBron like fan, right? This new generation. This is their Michael Jordan, right? And now he, that's his teammate passing him the ball. Like his first basketball with the Lakers was a LeBron pass to a Mobamba dunk. Like that's just stuff you're never gonna forget in your life. So I get it. He was maybe a little bit too hyped yesterday, uh, fouled too much. But the end of the story is this, man. Like, I feel like that thank you message that he sent out, that video that Terrence Ross made about the city of Orlando, what it meant to him and his family, and the fact that he's staying in Orlando as a resident, even though he got traded to the Suns, it tells the whole story. It tells that Orlando is a place to come and live, not only come and play for the Magic, but to move your family here here and actually stay here. And I wouldn't be surprised if Mo Bamba later on in life, or if he has a house already, I don't, I'm not sure. But if he does, if he comes back and lives in Orlando as well. But from a free agency standpoint, from a if you're trading for a player, you see these things on social media being talked about. That's exciting. So I think for me, what it meant was I was thankful that they admitted their love for the city, but also that it's opening up doors for new players to come in and hopefully want to come to Orlando and get that kind of love. That's really what I took away from it. Yeah, and and kind of looking at it this way, right, is you got Mo Bamba that is now in the Lakers. You got Terrence Ross that now is in Phoenix, and they left on good terms, right? Yep. They left in, in ways where we didn't send anybody to the Oklahoma City Thunder. We didn't send anyone to, to you know, no disrespect, but to another country in Canada. Like, we 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 did right by them. Go decide where it is that you want to play. So when it comes to free agency, right? Oh, man. It, let's say that it's whatever player in, in Phoenix. Man, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, teams from looking at Miami. I'm looking at that this team. I'm looking at Orlando. Yo, T. Ross, what, what do you think about Orlando? Man, my, my time in Orlando was was awesome, man. The, the front office is, they've been nothing but great to me. The practice facility. Yo, the practice facility is crazy. They got a crypto chronic chamber of whatever supersonic this and that that you know makes your elbow grease like what whatever it is man it's it's people are gonna have those conversations where it's it's people talking positive and if you don't think that these players talk then you are you are insane because these these are certain things that you know become deciding factors and and at the very least like letting these people go is like planting seeds um with that being said let's not ask rj hampton about his, his experience yeah. in orlando like i don't i don't think that that would be the same <laughs> positive exactly. response you know what i mean but i i think that you know doing doing right by these players i i hope and i pray that you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna see the the results from that yeah i think it definitely will i mean even if you go back to the vooch trade i think vooch was in, he admitted it he was involved in the process he was with the front office finding a place that was beneficial to him and the team Think about same thing with Fournier. He, he chose to go to Boston, a winning team that was at that point in time going to the playoffs. He wanted to go there. Aaron Gordon, he wasn't the best of terms. To your point, we didn't send him to Oklahoma City. We didn't send him to Cleveland. 
he wanted to go to Denver, a team that was winning with MVP, Jokic as his teammate. Go there. We'll, we'll send you there. So we keep making these moves that, again, are building a good reputation for us, but also a good agent relationship. And I don't care who you are. I, I tweeted this last week and got into a little bit with Dylan. I truly believe if an agent has a player, as a free agent, who, who wants some money, tax, you know, some tax benefits, good weather, my man, Orlando's top of the list. We got the money. We got the youth. We got a team that's winning now, though, that has a bright future. That agent will put you first in that list because, hey, you've been doing right by my team, by my players. I'm going to re return that favor to you. I really believe that's the way that works. We'll find out here this offseason and maybe next offseason. But I truly believe that these things will come back and reap us benefits. Uh, again, maybe I'm a fool for thinking this way, but I really believe that's the way that it would work out for us. Um, is it going to happen this summer? I'm not sure. But at some point, it will come back to us and say, hey, I'm glad they did those things that maybe could have yielded us a second round pick. Instead, we let Ross go for free. But it makes sense why we did that now, because that agent hooked us up now. Yeah, it's it's all going to work itself out, man. And I'm I'm excited to kind of see what ends up happening. Um, Patrick Beverly getting um, bought out and he's he's already gone. Magic legend, man. Once a magic, always a magic. He's he's gone. Um, but with that said, man, the magic ended up making a move. Um, losing Mo Bamba is is tough because we we needed that size, we needed that presence. So when when Mo Bamba um, when he was bought out or waived or whatever it was, um, it's kind of like all right. So we kind of have a little bit of a hole. Like it's just just Mo Wagner, and so are we looking to play Jonathan Isaac more at the five? Yeah, I really wasn't for that because one, he's not playing a whole lot of minutes. Two, I really like the idea of him just kind of you know not not forcing him to be this like give him the flexibility to do a little bit of everything um but the magic ended up signing goga how do you pronounce his last name i'm gonna go with bitatse i i'm i'm gonna go with it i'm not even gonna try it because I'm, <laughs> I'm still i'm still working on it man and so 20 23 year old georgian <clears throat> out of the what was it the 2019 nba draft was that the zion draft yep right so so young young dude um that is is gonna it's gonna bolster up our 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 bench man with with our big man presence six foot 11 250 pounds you know at first i was like man 250 pounds man that's that's a big boy six eleven 250 pounds let's go then i realized man but paulo man carol is six foot ten 250 <laughs> pounds <laughs> yes he is taking the paulo paulo's a big boy but you know you just assume that center is just like this massive human being and he's barely bigger than Paolo Bancaro. So really just just complimenting Paolo Bancaro because again the, the dude's a man child. Um but man what 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 do you think of the news? Um I, I had um posted you know kind of the um uh on Twitter the the available centers that we had out there and he was someone that was on the list. Um yeah. but he was he was the one he was the youngest one on that list. So what, what did you think about Goga? Yeah, so not only you, a lot of people were talking about like best free agents available, people that were bought out, waived, and he was always in the top of the list for centers. Um, a lot of people from Toronto were upset. A lot of people from the Lakers were upset that he wasn't picked up. Uh, who was the other one that I kept seeing? Um, I can think of it right now, but a certain fan base was really upset that they didn't pick up this guy in free agency. Um, I think it's a guy that's going to come here, and I don't think he'll play much. The only way that he does, if it's Wendell gets in foul trouble or or, or Mo Wagner does. Um, but what I like about him is soft touch. He can hit the mid-range shot. He can expand his shot shooting to a three-point line if needed. Um, sets amazing picks based on what I've seen on, on some YouTube clips that I've seen of him. 
the only downside that I've heard of him came from a beat writer from the Pacers that says he has very, very low motor, kind of similar to what we heard about Mo Bamba for many years. However, I will say this. Whenever we play the Pacers and Mo Bamba went against Koga, this dude destroyed Mo Bamba when it came to rebounding, when it came to boxing him out. So he may be a little bit lazy, if you want to call him that, but he still plays harder than Mo Bamba. So I'm excited to see that. Like, can he bring a little more energy than Mo Bamba did? Because we definitely need more rebounding in this team, and I think he can do that. Also, he can expand again the shooting. With that three-point shot being a threat, he can open up the lane a little bit for Markel and, and, and Paolo. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I don't expect much from him. It's a two-year contract. Second year, it's not guaranteed. So if it doesn't work out, we can just cut him in the offseason, and we're back to just hiding, signing somebody new in free agency. So exciting to see what he can do, but I don't have high hopes, to be honest, for him. Yeah, just to kind of read off of um, the Ringer uh, draft report that they had, you know, back before he got drafted. Um, he was listed as a player that has shades of Nurkic, a shot blocking in his cancer, and Magic Legend Kyle O'Quinn. When we talk about the pluses, they have him listed as a skilled interior scorer off a cut and in the pick and roll. Um, the best screener in the draft class, capable of attacking off the dribble, projects as a positive spot up shooter. Good passing vision, smart and competitive defender, engaged on off ball, defender who rotates well, hard nosed rebounder who chases boards was the one thing that I've been complaining about with the Magic. Rebounding, some drawbacks is going to be moves laterally, like moves laterally, like he um has sandbags around his ankles. He needs <laughs> to be perfect fundamentally to thrive. Defensively, gets into foul trouble, lacks explosiveness, and he's an emotional player who gets visibly frustrated in past seasons. So, uh, I mean, it's 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 your third-string uh, center, man. I, Mo Wagner completely, completely deserved that that second spot, man. He yep. outshined Mo Bamba by, by ways and ways, man, and, and I love the energy that he's able to bring, and he also keeps Franz happy. Like, that's, exactly. that's just an added bonus. I will tell you what, man. Get used to seeing that duo, Franz and, and Mo Wagner. I think that duo is not going to be split anytime soon. I think... Uh, Mo is going to be up for to make some money here the upcoming years and stay in Orlando because you got to keep friends happy. I think that's a, a way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, on, on that note, man, it's 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 going to be a fun weekend. Um, great, great break in regards to the players. Terrible break for us because we're going to go an extended period of no Orlando Magic basketball. But it's, it's good to again be able to make being being able to see that we're going to have some representation out there. But definitely a lot of fun to see, man, next week. Um, I, I believe our next game is on Thursday. Next Thursday night against the Pistons here at home. So next that's Thursday one that night. we cannot lose, man. We, we've we lost twice of them already. we got to bounce back that Thursday and come out ready. Yeah, man, this, this is where the, the – if we're serious about the play this is where the push is. Um, another person that's going to benefit from this break is going to be Jonathan Isaac, man. So hopefully we get to see some of those minutes extend. I um, mean, on that note, man, it's, it's, it's a wrap for us. All-Star Weekend. Catch you guys next week. For all the latest magic news and updates, visit OrlandoMagicHQ.com and follow us on Instagram at OrlandoMagicHQ and on Twitter at OMagicHQ. Also, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe and leave a five-star review on your favorite listening platform.